Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In this episode of our Personal Lines podcast series, Leaders Edge Associate Editor Chris Hand talks with Steve Sublette, Senior Director of Exploy Experience and Engagement for CBiz. They discuss Steve's childhood growing up on the grounds of an Illinois juvenile state penitentiary where his dad was the warden, and how that experience has shaped his life in numerous ways. They also discuss his role, how he got into insurance, and what's kept him here. I hope you enjoy this conversation. We are here with Steve Sublette, uh, Senior Director of Employee Experience and Engagement at CBiz, and you are in San Diego. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you, first of all, you, you grew up near Chicago. Uh, obvious yes. first question, Cubs or White Sox? Cubs. I bleed Cubby Blue. Okay. <laughs> Why Cubs? I, uh, I, one could probably surmise that, you know, maybe he's a glutton for punishment, but, uh, you know, just having the faith that when they finally won in, in 16, um, it was an amazing moment. But um, I, I think I related to a lot of the players when I was a kid growing up. So um, I was a huge Fergie Jenkins fan and uh, oh, just, yeah, I just followed, uh, followed the Cubbies. All right. All right. Tell me a little bit about growing up. Uh, did you say that was in St. Charles? St. Charles, Illinois. It's a suburb about 40 miles west of downtown St. Charles. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Tell me about growing up in St. Charles. Well, I had a unique experience uh, growing up in St. Charles. Um, that's actually where I was born. And I, I always make the joke, um, I was I was born incarcerated. Um, and my father was a, uh, um, a warden superintendent, uh, of a local, uh, a state juvenile penitentiary. And we actually lived on the grounds and I lived there for the first, um, I don't know, 12 years of my life until, wow. um, he took another job. So yeah, it was a, it was a unique childhood, but, um, um, it, it, it always is a, is a fun thing to tell people that you grew up in prison. Well, let me ask you that. That's that had to be that had to give you a different perspective on on a whole lot of things. Uh, growing up with with fences and barbed wire and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, what, what what do you think? What do you think was important about growing up in that environment? That that uh, you know, as opposed to growing up in some cul-de-sac in the suburbs. Yeah. Well, it you know it was unique from the perspective of of. I was exposed to a lot of, and a lot of cool things actually. Um, and re remember it was a juvenile facility. So uh, at times there were kids there that were uh, my age and just being a typical youngster running around the, the, the grounds of the place. But at the time it was a fully contained um, institution. And literally there would be a, a, a train that would, um, uh, roll into the the place with coal. There was a coal burning power plant there, generated its own electricity. There was a farm, um, so I grew up with animals. I grew up with with riding on tractors. There was a lake. You grew up fishing. It had everything. I had my own indoor pool, um, and so when I we had, I didn't go to school on the ground. So you know we were 
uh, sent into the local town. And man, I tell you, I was the envy of of my friends who loved to come visit. You know, always their parents were like, Are you sure? Like, it's okay. Like, yeah, completely safe. And, you know, we'd all come out and I'd have local kids, um, you know, taking, taking advantage of some of the amenities. If, if it sounds weird calling them that, but um, when you're growing up, that's exactly what they were. But it was focused on rehabilitation. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just my dad and, and running that, he really, it was not punishment based, it was rehabilitation. And he was a, a, a big advocate of turning kids lives around um and it served me in a lot of things that i have become interested in my adult life so tell me about that well volunteer um you know i i I been chairman of the board of of one of san diego's largest nonprofits uh in the past and um uh, promises to kids is the name of the organization i'm still actively involved with them um just underserved under uh, uh represented children who through no fault of their own have just you know just have had experiences in their lives that were um awful you know broken homes and and abusive parents uh whether it be you know physically mentally or even sexually abused kids um working with that organization to provide them uh, a path forward is one of the focuses of that group um, through scholarships and mentorships and um, a lot of the things that uh, they do is is a lot of frankly a lot of the things that um, that we've instituted here at at CBIS, mentorship programs and just you know how do you develop people and and provide them with professional and personal development that is so critical to all of our successes. Wow. Wow. That is a different childhood. Yeah, it definitely was very unique and um, um, very unique. So, Did you have any interaction with the incarcerated kids? Yes, I did. Um, you know, I, I probably much to my, my parents um, chagrin, you know, just I'd be on my bicycle riding around the grounds and then you know, at the time when you're a kid, they're just kids. And, and you know, um, uh, just, you know, so I'd hop off the bike. And if they're playing baseball, I wanted to play baseball, too, because that, that um, and, you know, basketball. So, um, yes, and and just uh, there was never any problems. Um, and uh, just getting to know some of the challenges that they had. But, um you know, and I say that, but there was, <laughs> there was always a watchful eye, you know, there's, the, so there's, there was certainly, uh, wasn't total free reign, but um, uh, it was, it was interesting, but yes, I did have interaction with, with, with a lot of the, the kids that were there. So these are kids who were, I guess, under 18 years of, 18 yes. years, I guess. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you have, uh, I, I'm wondering, for example, in, in high school, did you have a favorite class? Um, well, yeah, sports was always it. And then I used to frustrate my parents. Um, it's like, I love physical education, but, uh, beyond that, um, there was, and in, in fact, there is still, uh, 
uh, a teacher that I regularly interact with. Um, and he was, he went on to go from a teacher to uh, the mayor of, of our local town. And um, he now has a, a, a podcast where just talking about local events, but he had a class that was called business law and it was fascinating. Um, and it, it just the things that he taught us in that business law class, I think um, uh, one of the things you took, you know, as, as you start to enter business, but um, generating a guy like me who was so interested in the arts, um, you know, that was a, a class that was um, uh, very interesting from a, business perspective so uh it was it was a really cool class um that and then we had a film class at at in high school so those those are my two favorites um i'm going to switch gears a little bit tell me you you said that as as we mentioned earlier you you have a very i guess unorthodox background for someone who's ended up uh in an executive position at, a, at an insurance company so yep. tell me tell me about getting into the industry and and how that happened yeah, so my um, upbringing in the business world, if you will, was always on the people side, um, and whether it was my own business or uh, positions after that were uh, human resource focused, but um, usually with a bent toward organizational development and organizational design. Um, I was never really a compliance HR person, um, you know, how do you uh, develop and 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 provide uh, people because at the end of the day you know company is 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 companies are all about their people um, provide them the tools necessary to to uh, succeed and, and to thrive so um, when I got to CBiz um, in 2008 my first role was actually in HR um, and then uh, I was asked to, because I was in San Diego, we had one of our, our product lines out here that was headquartered here, and we had some leadership issues um, in uh, a couple of our, our insurance lines. And they said, "Hey, um, <laughs> can you step in and and you know just and you know would you look?" Like I, I can, I, like I don't really know. Um, so, yeah, but you know, you've got the team. So anyway, I jumped from human resources right into um, at first uh, uh, our individual life insurance practice, and then from there um, our employee benefit practice, and then um, um, working closely with uh, division presidents to uh, uh, have a touch into all of our insurance product lines. Just um, but really focusing on the operational piece. You're the senior director of employee experience and engagement. Tell me what that means. What, what, what is your, what's your, what's your job? Yep. So when I got here, uh, we had probably a little bit less than, than, than 2000 people. And now we are, are, uh, soon to be, um, 7,000 individuals. And so, We've experienced a great deal of of, of growth, and um, we've had a great deal of organic growth. But we've also had a great deal of um, acquisitions. Acquisitions is one of our our growth strategies. Um, the importance of uh, assimilating and coalescing all of what I call these different microcultures 
into one cohesive unit that um, rely on on each other is is critically important. And from an operational standpoint, um, focusing on, and especially nowadays with with you know the advents in technology and and people who are going to come and work for an organization need to feel confident that um, a company understands them and 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 what they need um, as a as as a person um, and and really focusing on 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 the individual um, you know we, we focus on retention we focus on reward and recognition um, and really putting together a, a, a system where you can listen to the employees um, uh, early on and it made sense you know we were very prescriptive with like, here's what you need to succeed. And now as a company grows, you've got to really make sure that you're taking the time to listen and 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 make your strategic decisions um, based on what people are telling you. Um, and so that's really the focus of, of, of the employee experience and, and the employee engagement. And it's all encompassing. And, and we've, we've um, expanded that. Uh, and something else that's near and dear to my heart is, is, um, you know, focusing on our our diversity and inclusion efforts as well. I was going to ask you about that. So tell tell me about that part of it because I know that's you're you're deeply involved in that. Yeah, um, it it's 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 been interesting, and um, uh, it it it's it like I said, it's been something that that is near and dear to my heart. And this is something you know I'm going to go back in the wayback machine. Um, you know, growing up when I did and where I did. Um, at the time period I did, uh, you know, just at the height of the, the civil rights movement, you become post time frame acutely aware of of a lot of things, and maybe you weren't acutely aware of when 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 you were a kid. Um, but going through uh, just either being an entrepreneur, um, being in Working for you know different companies before I got to 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 CBiz, you start to see um, some of the challenges, and you you, you start to see um, um, the availability of creating opportunity for um, underrepresented groups, um, and especially in the financial services and the insurance industries, they 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 um, uh, have historically not been um, incredibly diverse, and so there's a business case for that. And, and then there's just one of our core values here is it's the right thing to do. Um, but you got to do it right. And that, that's one of the things I think we're, I'm, I'm most proud of, of, of is, you know, making sure that we do it right. Um, diversity and inclusion gets a bad rap oftentimes, um, for being divisive and, and, um, um, and I can I, I get that, and 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 so making sure that in the process of trying to be inclusive, that we're not being divisive, and that we understand each and every one of us, um, regardless of your background, there's diversity about us, and and you know whether you're you know black, white, you know male, female, there there's diversity in every aspect of of a human being, and uh, focusing on uh, the fact that we're all different all of us, um, 
and and taking a a, a balanced approach to it, um, still with the goal of um, advancing um, just progress in 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 that area. It's, it's been interesting. It's been fun and sometimes frustrating. Um, but I, I I like to think um, we've learned a lot and that that we're we're taking steps in the right direction. You've been in the business. You said you got to CBiz in 2008. So you've been in the business for 15 years. What, what's kept you there? Well, for me at here, um, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been extremely fortunate um, in my career. Um, I, I've, I've had the um, um, ability to touch a lot of different aspects of of the business, and that's always been. Uh, it, it, it's kept me focused and kept me excited and kept me interested in um, uh, being able to create. When you have a company like ours that that's experienced the growth that it has, um, you are always not necessarily reinventing, um, but trying to stay um, abreast of of just all of the things and all of the. I'll use technology as a as an example. Um, the technology differences between 15 years ago and now are are like on a Richter scale. <laughs> They've just exponentially grown um, so fast, and and you know being able to stay out in front of those things and and figuring out where um, you you take advantage of and and apply some of these advances to where you are in, in your business growth. It's a very rewarding business, but people who are in it, they work really, really hard. And, you know, saying thank you only goes so far. Um, you've got to show your appreciation and finding ways to do that um, and, and making it heartfelt, um, and making it tangible so people can actually feel your appreciation for what they do. Um, it's 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 been fun. All right, I really really appreciate uh, your time, but but thank you uh, for taking the time to talk with me. Thanks for uh, doing this. I I appreciate it, and and I'm honored to, uh, to to be a part of it. So thank you. That was Steve Sublette, Senior Director of Employee Experience and Engagement for CBiz. I hope you enjoyed the latest in our Personal Line series. For more episodes, go to leadersedge.com. Thank you.